Guitarathon is the greatest guitar sale on earth, and it's happening now. Get massive savings on a huge selection of electric and acoustic guitars, basses, amps, pedals, and other accessories. Save up to $450 on a Gibson Les Paul Studio Deluxe, up to $900 on a Gibson Les Paul Trad Pro 4, or save up to 20% on other select Gibson guitars. Plus, get special financing on select major brands. Don't miss these incredible deals. Available online and in store now through November 1st. Guitarathon, only at Guitar Center. Find your sound. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a November 20th Sunday evening edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer for BlazersEdge.com and the former Blazers beat writer for the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to the show. The Blazers got back into the win column this afternoon. And they did it in pretty impressive fashion. The Portland Trail Blazers end a three-game losing streak earlier this afternoon in Brooklyn, beating the Nets 129-109. to it was a blowout, and and the score accurately reflects that uh, the game really wasn't even that close. Uh, Damian Lillard did not play in the fourth quarter. C.J. McCollum led the Blazers with 33 points, five assists, four rebounds. Lillard, though he did not finish the game, was an efficient 8 of 14 from the field and had 18 points. Didn't make a three, but it didn't matter. All thanks to the fact that Evan Turner finally got it going and the Blazers also rebounded the ball. And in addition to all of that, not only did Turner have it going, everybody else on the bench did. CJ McCollum continuing his excellent play and what is to this point a career season for McCollum as it is for Damian Lillard. At this point, Lillard was continued to be efficient, set the tone early, thought he he really played well, was aggressive attacking the basket, and McCollum really just doing all the stuff that he really wanted to do out there. An impressive performance. McCollum now, you know, th- this is, while a lot of us who are not uh, based out, you know, based out of New York for, uh, maybe it can get a little tiring to hear things like, you know, it was a game in New York. He wanted to show his stuff, but I do think it actually matters to these guys because it's the center of the you know media world. It's where the league's headquarters are. It's a huge media spotlight to really show what you can do. And McCollum did, had one of those games tonight in Brooklyn. Granted, the Nets not a great team, but neither are the Knicks. But they're not worse than the Pelicans, and so. The, it was it was good for the Blazers to, to to get back. Although you know Pelicans didn't have Drew Holiday, excuse me. But Blazers get back. CJ McCollum dominant, continuing his excellent play, and really taking over late in this game, especially hitting some tough ones down the stretch. But he hit them all throughout the game. But him hitting shots and Evan Turner hitting shots helped 
Lillard stay on the bench in that fourth quarter. He didn't have to play, and the Blazers finally get a victory. We mentioned McCollum going off for a big game, but of course, the guy who we focused on towards the end of our last episode and who has been the focus of most of the struggles so far for the Trailblazers, Evan Turner, finally having a a, a truly a good game, a, a great game, in fact, Evan Turner finally gets loose, was really aggressive, finished with 19 points, was 8 of 12 from the field, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, only took one three-pointer, so he didn't do anything un-Evan Turner-like, and thanks in large part to Turner, the Blazers outscored the Nets 30-12 to in the mid-range, and you look at the final score, Blazers win it by 20, they outscored the Nets in the mid-range by 18, so Turner really making a a huge difference for the Blazers. I thought that there may be some hope for Turner because his career numbers were, are still not as bad as his numbers have been so far this season. He shot 75% from the field tonight and yet he's still shooting 38% on the year and he's a 43% career shooter And I wondered whether maybe staggering the staggering Lillard and McCollum as Terry Stotts has may not be the right move to get Turner in the right situation. The Blazers stick with staggering Lillard and McCollum. They were on the floor, but Turner just did a much better job of asserting himself in this one, being aggressive, looking for his shot. He didn't really hesitate. He was making quicker decisions, it felt like, but... At the same time, could have just been the fact that he was starting to make those shots that he was missing. He was getting to those post-ups, getting to those mid-range pull-ups off pick and rolls. And from there, that's when it opens up all the rest of the stuff that Turner can do. But none of that is, you can't access any of those other skills if nobody respects you as a threat to score. And finally tonight, Turner did that. It wasn't exactly in the way that I thought they might attack it, but... They just let Turner go. They let him find his shot. They let him be aggressive out there for for the majority of the game, really. Uh, was was really impressed with, with how he played. Third most field goal attempts on the season tonight. He had that one game against the Nuggets where he took 17 shots, but uh, and, and he, he took one where he had 13 shots, but definitely more aggressive than he had been over the first 14 games of the season tonight in game 15, Evan Turner. And I think... That is what they needed. He needed to show some confidence in his game because the way he's played so far, you're not going to get anything for Evan Turner. Trading him is not an answer because he had played so poorly. And without Aminu, there are only so many ways that they could have gone to change things up. And finally, Turner looking a little bit more aggressive and looking for his shot, not you know, not thinking too much. And I think I was starting to think to myself, you know, wouldn't it be great that they had Gerald Henderson, who was such a, you know, solid player last year. But when Turner has the jumper going, then you see the aspects of his game that you can talk yourself into him, maybe being an upgrade to Gerald Henderson, because he's a better passer. He can find creases in the game that I don't think Henderson was really that good at finding 
and tonight he had four assists on top of his 19 points. So you see how it is when he can get going, but the problem so far is just he hasn't gotten going, and I think that Turner getting going, him getting the ball in the basket, definitely helped everybody on that bench unit get the ball in the basket. McCollum, who plays a lot with that unit, finished with 33 points, and Myers Leonard and Alan Crabb both shot the ball well. They had eight three-pointers between them. Myers Leonard also grabbed 11 rebounds to give him a double-double off the bench. And Crabb obviously shot the ball really well. Turner only took one three-pointer, but he was aggressive. And altogether, those three guys, Crabb, Leonard, and Turner, who all three really had not played up to what they can play, finally started to do that and the Blazers finished with a team offensive rating of 127 and just blew the doors off of Brooklyn defensively they made some small steps but you can't really take anything from this one as being a huge defensive step forward but what the Blazers did get tonight was an offensive step forward and as much of a problem as the defense has been they were last in the league coming into the game. They're not last anymore. They're 29th in defense, 29th in rebounding, but their offense had been mediocre, and part of the recipe for this team had been elite offense. And their defense was passable because their offense was so good, and through the first 14 games of the season, their offense wasn't very good, and they didn't have this game where they were finally clicking, where they were knocking down a ton of threes and and really just causing problems. They hit 16 three-pointers tonight, or excuse me, they hit 15 three-pointers tonight, and that is more of the team I think we expect, and when they have it going from, from distance in that way, and they just have some help for Lillard and McCollum on the outside, I think it it helps everywhere. Obviously, when you're making shots, it gets guys more engaged on the defensive end, and it was it had been a little too long for the Blazers so far this season where they really they really hadn't had a game like this. They they really had not let loose and and, and just had a game where everything finally clicked and everything tonight for the Blazers finally clicked and it was a, a season high in points for the Blazers and they they just finally had it all go together and I think as bad as things were you had to the averages had to start to balance out at some point and I had been someone who had maybe even considered benching Turner earlier in the year but as I thought more about it 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 just became clear that he's not as bad as he has been so far and I think what the Blazers did, whether it was him finding it in himself to be more aggressive or whether it was the Blazers getting him into positions where he could be more aggressive by getting the ball to him in the post more and and just getting him involved earlier and, and, and kind of letting him go to work. I don't know whether that was specifically by design or whether that was a decision by Turner to just be more aggressive, but whatever it was, uh, that w- was important for the Blazers and I think will be important moving forward because th- he hadn't really fit in doing some of the you know the outside motion, all that stuff. I, I talked about that on the last podcast. And tonight, it, it seems like, it, or this afternoon, excuse me, it seemed like he was just better at doing the things that he normally does. He was getting post-ups. He was getting to his spots. He was t- 
taking those mid-range pull-ups, and they were the same shots that he's been missing, to be honest. He finally just started to make them, and time, I think, helps these things, and especially with a team like the Blazers that has a bunch of smart basketball players and a bunch of guys that Neil Olshay has done a good job of getting a group of personalities together that mesh well with each other. So I don't think that that has been an issue. And you're starting to see that, you know, there's a little bit, it seemed like there was a little bit more trust either on Turner's end or the Blazers end in him. And he, he was definitely looked like a lot more free out there. And the Blazers as a result really clicked and the bench finally, which had been so bad, finally clicked and, and really dominated. So uh, great game for the bench. I think Turner I think Turner's numbers will continue to improve. Like I said, he shot 75% tonight, but still only shooting 38% so far from the field. And that's a lot worse than than where he's been so far in his career. So, you know, with that said, Turner I I think can continue to 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 keep going. And they're gonna need him to because without Aminu, they're gonna need to figure out other ways to win. And even when Aminu comes back. They're going to need this from Turner in stretches when there are going to be nights where Lillard and McCollum are not going to have it, and you're going to need Turner to get it going from the mid-range, and you have to hope that if he does that, then that helps get everybody else going. So is it the most efficient plan? Maybe not, but on benches, you don't have to be the most efficient. You just have to be good enough, and the Blazers haven't been good enough for the majority of the season so far. But this afternoon, they were exceptional. So uh, hats off to Turner. Hats off to Leonard and Crabb. Obviously, making shots is not exactly in your control. But the Blazers finally started to play like the team. I think people thought they could be, especially those guys off the bench who had been had not played up to their standards as professionals. So uh, those guys turned it around on the bench. So that, that definitely helped get the Blazers a big victory to break a three-game losing streak, heading into a a, a back-to-back against the Knicks on Tuesday and the Cavs on Wednesday. The Knicks, who are playing much better basketball as of late, winners of three of four, and they just beat the Hawks today on Sunday. And then, of course, the defending champion, Cleveland Cavaliers, on Wednesday. Blazers also, on the offensive glass tonight, it looked like the Blazers of last year. 24% 24% of offensive rebounds the Blazers corralled, and they also corralled 79% of the defensive rebounds. So much higher than their season averages up to this point. And I think as long as Aminu is out and the Blazers are without their best rebounder in terms of rebounds per game, I think Ed Davis is going to continue getting uh, first crack at that starting four spot alongside Mason Plumley. Conventional wisdom would tell you that those that lineup with with two truly non-shooters guys that aren't going to be threats to space the floor wouldn't help you but as long as Lillard and McCollum are out there at the same time it's really hard to have a bad offense and so when those two guys are out there you, you only need so much offense and there you have two guys that are both willing passers both willing screeners and and, and Davis is just can be such a menace on the offensive glass and he really helped in those situations. He helps create havoc, tipping more balls, and I I really think he just he just makes the Blazers a better rebounding team when he's out there and was a huge 
reason why they were so successful last year. The Blazers shot the three-pointer really well last year, but a major reason they were in elite offense is because they got a lot of offensive boards, and they just haven't gotten that. They've given Davis more minutes lately, and I think as long as Aminu's out, that's what they're going to have to do. I think they're going to stick with Davis, at least for these next two games, when they face the Knicks, who have a pretty big front line, and the Cavaliers, who also have a pretty big front line. So... I, I think Ed Davis is going to be in there for a while, and at least until Aminu comes back. So uh, whenever Aminu is back, I think they should definitely go back to the normal starting lineup because that lineup is still their best lineup in terms of net rating. But tonight, they, they got more rebounds. They, they were just better on the glass. They, they out-rebounded the Nets considerably. The Nets, not a good rebounding team, but for the Blazers... You have to take rebounding wins right now as a positive. And so far this season, they've been a better rebounding team than the Blazers. So uh, tonight was was definitely, uh, I think you could consider it a step forward in, in that respect. They're just a little bit more respectable on the glass. And like I said, this team, they have the same personnel for the most part, with the exception of Henderson, who's been replaced by at least a decent rebounder in Turner and they've been atrocious on the glass. And I think if the Blazers can corral a few more defensive rebounds, a lot of their offensive pro a lot of their defensive problems will start to resolve themselves. I think you'll start to see that D rating go down, but when you're ending possessions at a worse rate or at least for a while were ending possessions at a, at the worst rate in the league, that is eventually going to help hurt your defensive rating. So uh, they still need to get better on the defensive glass. They were better tonight. They're no longer the worst team in the league on the defensive boards, but they can be better. They were a, a, just outside the top 10 last year. So uh, the Blazers still have strides to go, but I think they definitely made big strides in this game against the Brooklyn Nets, who, while... A lot of people assume that they would probably be the worst team in the league are not as bad as some people think. So the Blazers get a nice win and any win right now uh, where they were, uh, it was a good one. They're eight and seven now through 15 games. I believe they've played more games so far this season than any team in the league. So they will eventually have that schedule come back around. They'll get some more rest in between games and will uh, have that schedule come back around. So it comes in waves and uh, the Blazers are kind of in a tougher one right now with one day off before a back-to-back before the Thanksgiving holiday. But they were at least better in this game against the Nets. Making shots definitely helps a lot. Myers Leonard, Alan Crabb getting loose and deep, and of course Evan Turner finally getting going from the mid-range where that's where he makes his money. That's where he got his four-year, $70 million contract. And so far this season, he had been awful from the mid-range. So, and I, and I think that if you look at his career numbers, there's reason to believe that those trends, could his he could continue to trend upward, which would really be a big help to the Blazers, who are, are not, not that far behind Oklahoma City right now in, in the standings. So, uh Although they, they've struggled here as of late, and, and they're currently 8th in the West, they are, are still chasing all those teams. Pretty much every 
team outside of the top three, Golden State, San Antonio, and the Clippers, I think are going to be bunched together all season long. That four through nine is going to be a battle all season long. And the Blazers are in a better position, obviously, winning that game. But if Turner can continue to shoot the ball well, they will be in good position to fight with those teams and still potentially earn home court in the first round of the playoffs. Also, Evan Turner, how about how about this for a uh, a, a positive how how the outlook changes on Evan Turner today? Thought it was funny that on the day that Turner had his best game as a Blazer so far, that Chandler Parsons is going to be out for two weeks with a bone bruise. ESPN's Tim McMahon just reported that today. So maybe it was a good thing that the Blazers uh, did not get Chandler Parsons, who was their first free agent target. And finally, after 15 games, it seems like maybe Turner is starting to find his rhythm. I think it's a little premature to say that he is finding his rhythm, but he found it in the game against the Nets. And there's reason to believe that he can continue to get better, that he can continue to find his rhythm. And as a result, I think the Blazers will play better. Their bench units will play better. That plus minus that has been so atrocious, which was entering the game this afternoon was the worst in the league among shooting guards. I think Turner, I think that will turn around as he just starts to make some shots. And as, as complex as we can make basketball sometimes when it comes to lineups and rotation decisions and scheme and all that stuff at the end of the day, getting the ball in the basket fixes a lot of problems. And Turner finally had it go in tonight and, I think he he will for a little while. Blazers face the Knicks on Tuesday in the first game of a back-to-back. Should be a tough one. I think Davis will get the start. They they, they have a big front line with the Knicks with Chris Porzingis at power forward. They have been playing Kyle O'Quinn at center. Joe Kim Noah has been dealing with some injuries. They play Carmelo Anthony at the three, whom I assume Mo Harkless will take for most of the game, but I I think they can get away with the Davis Plumley lineup against O'Quinn and Porzingis. Porzingis moves really well, but Davis is pretty mobile, and I think he'll get the first crack. But we'll be interesting to see who the Blazers throw out there against Porzingis because seven three power forwards who can move on the perimeter, uh, you don't come across those a lot. So, going to be an interesting test for the Blazers. Their defense is out of the last place position, but still working its way back to normal. They're getting better on the glass. They had a good night from their bench, and maybe their bench can can help them a little bit because so far, until this game, it had been Lillard and McCollum and a little Mo Harkless, but not a whole lot in terms of the scoring department for the Blazers, and they finally had a good offensive game, and maybe if they have a couple more of these, then the defense will follow and the rebounding will follow, and we'll look back at this stretch of the season as a time when they kind of got it together. But still a long season ahead, road trip not over. Blazers still with a chance to finish above 500 on the road trip with two more games coming up against the Knicks and the Cavs. Thank you for listening to Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you'd like to advertise with us, 
You can send an email to LockedOnBlazers at gmail.com. Follow us or tweet at us at LockedOnBlazers on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric underscore Gunderson. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Boom. If you listen to us on FanRag Sports, we'd really appreciate for you to subscribe to any of those places that I mentioned. And uh, we appreciate you coming across our podcast, and we, we hope you come back. So tell your friends, leave a five-star review, keep listening. We'll, we'll keep giving you this, this fire premium content about the Blazers. Got some guests coming up. Uh, so, no, I, I like talking ball with a lot of smart basketball minds. Hope you like the pods we had this week with Sean Hyken. Uh, that was a lot of fun. So keep coming back. Keep listening to Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where we give you the insight that you want on your favorite team, the Portland Trail Blazers, as much as you want. So keep listening, stay tuned, and we'll be back soon.